Hey guys, welcome to the show. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited about our guest. I'm excited about Trey. I'm excited to tell you my headline of the week. Um, just everything is amazing. Point pants. Um, hi Trey. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, you sound like you uh like you finally have that day where you became a man. <coughs> Sorry. Let me switch to my actual voice. Oh yeah. Nope, you hadn't gone man yet. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Had a little bit All of right. fun content in there. No, I'll see. I see you. I don't go back down. Like I can do that too. Oh uh, no. Um. All right. Uh, give me a B. I I do. All I have is this one. Listen, Trey. Oh, sorry. The fine. Right, my voice. It was working. Not. My voice mod does not work anymore. It's fine. Did you lose my voice? <laughs> Okay, here I go again, losing my mind, pretending I'm silly only if I can't find. I'm gonna be the biggest of the tries if I never knew what I'm doing. I'm doing oh my oh, what am I doing? I'm ripping rhymes and licking it. But now I know that I gotta hit it licky spit. Now you spit when you spit because you're ripping it. Looking like a Jolly Rancher and I'm kissing it. Yep, yep, here I go again. What, Brother, what am I doing back in a low again? Now I gotta flow again. What? I just stuck just with say? the lick thing over here if I couldn't bust back and I gotta scream out loud knew that sometimes right now did i really have to do it forever and right well when where must i stare looking at my people because i know it's so clear only if you can't make me down right here now you want to do it like this i get in there oh where do i go what's my dream what's my little flow sometimes do what i know then i gotta be the dude to let go oh Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows to you, to you. Fire! What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going great. I love the show, brother. I love the intro, by the way. I'm kind of flowing. I like the beat. <laughs> you thank that guy. He made everything and edited it all. Hey, yeah, you got bars, man. That, that's what's up. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And then the freestyle. That beatbox is dope because Mr. As you can tell, that's not a fake beatbox. That's actually him doing it. Or yeah, is it a yeah. fake beatbox? We, you'll never know. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, so what is our headlines of the week? You mean... The headlines of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be smooth, but yes. Um, no, you're good. Trey, you'll be excited to hear this. We've gone viral. Okay. I can't wait to hear more about that. I hope it's viral in the sense of the internet rather than viral as in your family's sick. I can promise you it is by the internet just for your information. Ooh, cool. Okay. Um, Well, hmm, I really don't have anything exciting, but actually, no, I have something very exciting. 
Six months come Thursday. That is exciting. Or did I already right. share that last week? You actually did, but it's fine. No. I'll figure something else out. Wade, what's your headline of the week? A different direction. Ooh, nice. Okay. Wade goes a different direction. Nice. Um, Mine. Oh, no. Stop. <laughs> no, no. Pump the brakes, Jason. Hurry, just say something. <laughs> I was I was waiting to tell that at the end, but thanks a lot for for breaking the news oh um, my god anyway we'll, be, jason, we'll have me and trey's toes any anyways jason <laughs> <laughs> um well um i as i told you um i've spent um years working on tiktoks and um and on youtube shorts and have had some times where some things went good and uh yesterday um we finally went viral. Nice. And um, what happened was, what? Is it, was, it wasn't some video that I did. It was that somebody decided to break into my Hyundai using the Hyundai challenge, which is a, uh, which is a giant thing on TikTok right now, where you no. break somebody's window and try to start their car using a USB charger. Oh, yeah. And uh, no. it's called the key, the Kia boys. And yeah, thank you. Kia boys for getting my, car broke it into and now i have to wait like a whole like month or two months to get it fixed because there is the the amount of the percentage of hyundai and kia robberies has went up 200 and like two thousand percent yeah whoever because of the tiktok whoever the tiktok guys are they need to be in jail yeah well, i mean, they do. Well, I mean the evidence is there right <laughs> yeah I mean, they just need to be in jail i mean literally jason um yeah I don't know if I talked about this, but I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll save it for, are you done with the yeah. headline? Yeah. Use it for your headline. Yeah. All right, go. Uh, your turn, Trey. <laughs> I, you know what? Forget the title. Two, two cars were stolen off of the lot of my work. Yeah. Literally, there were Hyundai's and Kia's? No, <laughs> Kia's. There were two Kia's yeah. and they were literally, this is the craziest thing about this is they were right out front. They yeah. weren't parked in the back. They weren't on the side. There was cameras out front. And I think all, all you can do is uh, give the security footage to the police. They literally told the two people they that uh, their cars were stolen. Um, all they can do is give these people a slap on the wrist. If they were to ever catch them or whatever. And that is out landish like you need jail time period like that is that's grand theft auto yeah what else could i mean hello like i i don't get how you can literally up in someone's livelihood with transportation personal transportation and get a slap on the wrist and the sad part is they didn't catch in their kids right they didn't catch either of these guys and one of the cars was was uh recovered but i think he you know was probably totaled the other one I think was recovered. It was completely totaled. Yeah. And I mean, they just can't do anything about it. And that's well, what sucks. Our, ours didn't work. So they tried to, they try, they, so what they do is rip out the steering column and throw a USB thing into the thing and then turn it and it starts for some reason. Um, yeah, and well, so they tried all that, but it didn't work. They yeah. Didn't well, that's a nationwide problem. Yeah. It's, it's happening everywhere. Yeah, Wade is actually the guy that started the trend. This is what oh my God. This is a gotcha. This is a gotcha moment. I've been waiting. <laughs> I'm 
Book it. That'd be terrible. Like you're like, no. We have your IP address. The cops are showing up right now. <laughs> that would be so tough. Well, I'm done with my headline. That was it. I think it was just Buck Wild. That I mean, literally, and this is broad daylight. By the way, this is like between. Yeah. It was between t- eleven o'clock and one third, one o'clock. Yeah. So like broad daylight they took him and gone and then we're gone it was insane yeah that's unfortunate yeah all right, all right wait well, let's hear your headline tell us about wade's change of direction well so for the last few years i've been making narrative films but i wanted to move more into documentary so i'm officially now working on my third documentary because my plan now is to move more into documentary filmmaking as opposed to narrative i, I feel like everybody's doing like narratives like I don't know. I like it's something about like making documentaries that I find a lot more interesting. Like, cause you know, like most filmmakers want to do like Hollywood blockbusters. I want to make documentaries. You know, like you know, like George Lucas is one of my favorite filmmakers. So like, I I kind of want to follow his flow. Like, I'm just you know being a little more experimental. You know, like uh, that's awesome. Man. Followed a bunch of kids around as they still here. Well, I I don't think they want me to do that. Yeah, like that way. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, because if they get caught, what they gonna just let them out, right? Did you ever see? Do, do you know anything about Banksy? <laughs> Banksy, do you know who that is? Well, anyways, there's this guy named Banksy, and he's a world famous graffiti artist in the UK, and he had a uh, he had a movie come out called. Uh, through the treasure back door or something. And um, it, uh, but it shows that it's kind of like a documentary on him, uh, but not really. It's like a foul, a faux documentary, um, but it's like uh, that kind of thing. So, anyway. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, Trey, it's your turn. Time to shine. I'm glad you said something, Jason, because this is my favorite part of the show. Well, one of my favorite parts of the show. Wade, are you ready? Absolutely. I hope so. Jason, are you ready? No, I'm not ready for you to deflate my esteem and make me feel like a terrible person. Okay, that's tough because it's time for a quiz. And I hope you guys came prepared because this one is about zombies. And I geared it towards Wade because you guys will find out later what his profession is. Um... So yes, it is uh, a mixture of open-ended, multiple choice, and uh, pick the pick the best answer. So um, without further ado, let's begin. Uh, Wade, so the way this works is you you and Jason are going to go up against each other. You will answer any and all questions that I can that I put out in front of you. It just depends on who goes first, and based off of Jason's answers, you can kind of guess what the actual answer is. But if you're having a hard time. You're on your own. No, uh, I, I may or, I may or may not help you out. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Anyway, look at the email that he sent you earlier. No email. Um, Wade, what is a zombie? Open-ended question. What is a zombie? Basically, it's a it's a corpse that comes back to life. Okay, okay, Jason. Trey's ex girlfriend. <sighs> That was a little rough now. That was, that was a little rough now. So there's only I, one. I know. I'm sorry for that. I was 
I'm going to go with Wade's answer. <laughs> even though, you know what? No, no, no. You know what? I'll, I'll give you guys both an, a point. So you guys both get a point. Um, but the actual definition of a zombie is a fictional undead being created through reanimation of a human corpse. So now, Wade was more or less correct. Well, what? also, Trey's ex-girlfriend's fictional beans. Um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, no, no, no. You know what? She is a fictional being. Because <laughs> she no longer exists in my life. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so wow, we're spending way too much time on this topic. I, I know. Anyway, so uh, Jason, next question: Where does the term "zombie" come from? Like, where does it originate? Is it A from movies, B books, or C Haitian folklore? I'm going to go with books. Okay. Really, Wade? You're just going to steal? I'm going to go with Haitian Haitian folklore because why not? So here's the plot twist: It's actually Haitian folklore. And it, it's where uh, a zombie is a dead body reanimated through various methods, but it's mostly and commonly magic. It's a practice in the form of voodoo. So that's where it, the the kind of, I guess, word originated from zombie. So anyway, uh, Wade, you're up next. Uh, when was the English word zombie first recorded? Is it A, in 1819, B, 1839, or C, 1901? I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with the second one. <laughs> okay, Jason. I wasn't actually 18, 19, 18, Okay, eighteen nineteen, eighteen thirty nine, nineteen oh one. Nineteen oh one. Okay, Wade, you said you said eighteen nineteen. Oh, good, because that's correct. Congrats. Uh, in eighteen nineteen, in history, in the history of Brazil, by the poet. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. In 1819 was when the when the word zombie was first recorded. Uh, it's in the history of Brazil by the poet Robert Suthe or Southey. So I would say Suthe in the form of Z O M B I. There is no e on the end for some reason. <laughs> anyway, so um, we are coming to a close here, um, and I'm going to throw a random side tangent question. <laughs> and yes, this is on the fly, Jason. What is your favorite color of zombie? Gray. Okay. Wait, same question. I'm going to say, like, maybe green. <laughs> good, good, because that's correct. That is your favorite color. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, Jason, I don't, I don't think that's your favorite color, so that's wrong. Uh, so anyway, <sighs> this is for the coup de gras, the mansion yacht, anyone's game. I'm trying to fly through this quiz because I really want to talk to Wade today. Are you ready, Jason? No. You could win this. This could be All your right. game. Here it goes. <laughs> All right. Wade, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Good. This is the final showdown question. What is the most famous zombie in film history? Jason, go. Okay, fine. I'll help you out. Is it from Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, or Frankenstein's, uh, no, Frankenstein? Oh, well, uh, I already know the answer, but I'm going to go with Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Wade, is it Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, or Frankenstein's Monster? 
I believe Frankenstein's monster. Congratulations, you win the quiz. <laughs> Dude, Frankenstein's monster is not a zombie, though. Yes, he is. He's a reanimated corpse. <sighs> but but zombies that we know of come from <laughs> a disease, not from some random scientist. So here's the thing. Some movies portray zombies as a splice between science and obviously, you know, a, a dead corpse and others are a reanimation from magic. What I'm talking about is Frankenstein's monster, the black and white classic uh, okay. of Frankenstein. Um, but uh, it's that the, the movie doesn't realize that the doctor is Frankenstein. The zombie <laughs> is not Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein's monster. But people get that mixed up all the time. Jason, you could have won that, man. Why didn't you choose Frankenstein's monster? Oh, wait, you didn't have that option somehow. That's so weird. Oh, you said Frankenstein, didn't you? You jerk. <laughs> That's weird. What? That? I don't know how that. Anyway, hey, Wade Simmons, you win the quiz. And for that, you win our nice, shining NFT, Jaime. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the inside joke is that we're gonna give NFTs to whoever wins the quiz, and that's our <laughs> that's our thing that we have. Uh, that's moderately what a, one of our friends looks like. Uh, that is not what he actually looks like. No, he's it's not that close. gigantic. It was just the the angle of his jacket he was wearing, and then I made a lot of stuff on it, but it made me laugh. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'd like to get this rolling, Jason. Why is Wade on the show today? Well, when I asked Wade what we do for a better year, he said, uh, don't waste time. Make your movie now. Why, Wade, do we need to not waste time and make our movies now? Because time waits for nobody. I mean, it, it moves with or without answer. people. Yeah, says the guy that works with dead people. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what do you that's... mean? What He works with dead people. What are you talking about? Well, uh, first off, I want to bring up a conversation um is this boop um remember wade on your 10th film you have to go to space <laughs> I, I don't really know what that means i don't really know maybe it's struggling like jason i don't i don't oh yeah oh i see i see because the the number 10 um fast and furious is going to space mm. I, I don't know it's <sighs> Um, here we go. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, go ahead, go. wait, you are a dead person beautician? No, mortician, but I mean, I, I guess you can say that too. You know, the, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, they do a little hair too sometimes. So, hey. so I guess, I guess as Trey was saying, it is crazy that you work with dead people. So please tell us about what you've been doing for, for your actual job. So, I've been working in the funeral business for 12 years. And yes, I went to school to be a mortician. School was really hard, man. It's no joke. Like, I mean, you know, most people didn't even know you had to go to school for it. But yeah, it's a it's a tough course. But, you know, by the grace of God, I got through it. And it took me a while to pass the test. But um, I finally just was able to put in for my intern license. And so once my, you know, internship is up, then I'll be fully licensed. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, I've, I've been doing it for 12 years, though. I mean, you see a lot of stuff. 
I like how you haven't mentioned that you finesse your bosses and that you actually haven't passed the test in 12 years. You finished the quiz. He's like, I'm going to pass it, guys. Just trust well, me. No, but you gotta at some point, like I'm going to pass it. Well, you got to look at it like this, though. I started in high school. So, yeah. No, I'm just being silly. And He's then, like, no, it took 12 years to take back. Well, no, well, well, you can, well, I mean, you can say that, but I mean, I started in high school. And so then, of course, you had to go to college. You got to take all these different prereqs. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's more to it than what people think. Trust me, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I, I don't even want to think about what an actual test to be a mortician and to be a licensed mortician can't, takes. I mean, you um, got you to gotta take microbiology. You got to take pathology. You got to, you know, take psychology. You got to do a whole lot. It's, it's a whole wow. lot of stuff to it, yeah. So my question is, so it's a twofold question. Sure. I guess first, why do you have to do those things? Like uh, learn in that in those fields? What? Matter of fact, here I'll just I'll just ask that question first. Why do you have to learn those things? In order well, to deal with to, well, well, to be honest, some of it is just you know America taking you through process, you know, you know, with the academics, of course. But sure, but then some of some of the stuff is is good to know. Like I mean, like because like micro and pathology, to be honest, we're not medical examiners, so really, you know, you can question whether or not we really need to know that. But I mean, I get why they want you to know it because like when you're dealing with, with a human remains, you need to know how this person passed. You need to know if it's something hazardous, you know, you kind of, right. you need to know what you're walking into. And then another thing is that like when you're actually embalming the body, there's a, a piece of information called the embalming report that we fill out. And if there's anything wrong with that body or anything we notice, we have to, you know, write it down because suppose like it's a murder or it's a family want to investigate like a nursing home, then they, they can go back and, you know, have a paper trail. Yeah. And then my second question, thank you for answering that. My second question is why do you want to be a mortician? What, what instilled in you? Hey, I want to embalm body. Well, you know what? I think, you know, like being when I was little, like, you know, growing up in church and then like I almost had drowned and had like a like a spiritual experience. And I mean, like it didn't scare me anything. But like, you know, growing up, I said, well, you know, it's two things I know I wanted to do was be a filmmaker and be a mortician. And so I started working in a funeral home in high school and then like, you know, working there, it taught me like to you know, like love people and like, you know, appreciate people and just use my time wisely. So like, I look at that side of it. So I think that's what kind of kept me doing it or keeps me doing it rather. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, that's a pretty good answer. I don't know if I've ever done anything other than rap for more than 12 <laughs> years. Um, I haven't even been married for 12 years. I've only been married for 10 years. Um, but yeah, the only thing I've ever done, um, well, only job I ever had that I done for more than twelve years is rapping. I don't know if I pay very well, but you know. Well, that's all right. I mean, hey, you know, I mean, hey, some people do it 30, 40 years, but I mean, if you love it, you know, you stick with it. You know. Yeah, no, no, that's so, definitely true. Jason, you... I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna get to a couple of them. Yeah, so don't, have... don't please don't answer all those questions. Some of those are weird. I don't know so, what's happening. There. One of our good friends, Jaime, is coming through and asking who, who the thirty questions. Yeah. I like this one. How do you deal with living people? <laughs> oh man, well that's that's a really good question because like a lot of people will say like, "What you work with dead people? Aren't you afraid?" But I'm like, no, 
all the stuff that's going on, I mean, especially crime, is not a dead person, it's a living person. So, I mean, you know, I I, th I think I'm more afraid of the living, to be honest. <laughs> gotcha. I, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, so, oh, well, that leads into my next question. Um, what's the craziest reason a dead person came to you? Mm. That you can talk about anonymously, I guess. Uh, well, like what? Well, I think I think to be honest, what what I have been noticing is like a lot of domestic cases, um, mm. which I don't get because I, my belief is that you don't hurt anybody that you love. I mean, I mean, now self defense is one thing, but like I've been seeing a lot of just, you know, just crazy stuff, like you know, senseless things, you know. And then one more from Jaime, and then I can uh, pass it off to Jason. I have more later on, but uh, for myself. Um, sorry. I'll ask it really quick. How, how does it, how does being a mortician take a toll on you? And if it doesn't, um, how do you, how do you go about your day being a mortician? Uh, I think it takes a toll on you. Like when you deal like with grieving families, um, because sometimes people take their anger out on you. Um, and I mean, you, you know, we get it and everything, but I mean, for the most part, it's like with me, when I leave work, it's like I don't bring it home with me. Like I, I bring an appreciation for life. I think it I think it makes you be a little more careful, too, because like, I mean, the stories that we hear, the things we see, like, I mean, you would be surprised, man. Like it's it's it, it can be rough sometimes, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I couldn't do it. So I, I feel like I'd. I just wanted to ask because um, that that's a lot to deal with. Um, yeah, I, it, I can. We can ask questions later. Go ahead, Jason. It looks like uh, you just got a job offer from Buffalo, New York. So that's exciting. Uh, my brother went to school to be a mortician, and he's about to open his own funeral home. Oh, nice! Well, let me know. I'll, I'll come. I'll come in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs a he needs a, a outstanding filmmaker slash uh, mortician. You're available. Um, he. Jaime is also saying, uh, 10 years married is great, Jason. Way to go, brother. This weekend's my 19 year. Oh, Congratulations. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. His wife is awesome, by the way. If you've never met her, I know you have Trey. So only <laughs> online. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Check, check, so, my point two. I don't know what that, that was. was. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, um, that's cool, man. I think that, that it's interesting because it's like, uh, when I got out of high school, there was no way I was like, oh, I'm going to work with dead people or I'm going to do this kind of job. But I think that's an amazing thing that you said, hey, these are the things I want to do. And uh, do you have any more mortician questions, Trey, or are you ready to move on? I mean, sure. Uh, why is it such a I mean, I understand that babies are born every day and people die every day, but why is it such an expensive business or like a, like a booming business rather? Not, hmm. not necessarily booming, but like, yeah, that's booming. Why, why are people so, why is there money in it? I guess is my question. I know why, hmm. but I would love for you to answer. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think one of the things is like anything else, everything is a business. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, that's again, we live in a world that flows around money, but, I think one of the things was that like back in the day, there were some people that was doing it and they were like, you know, getting over on families, like 
that's like when the FTC and all that got involved where they started making uh in the funeral business, you have to give a family a general price list, which is actually a good thing because you don't have to pay for something that you don't want. So, I mean, you know, so I mean it's kind of like the family has the option to um you know how how much they want to pay for their loved one service. Because I mean, you know, to me it's not for us like this is just my own belief. Like I, I believe for me, like I didn't want funeral service to be my only thing because like, I feel like in that business, sometimes you're going to have to, you're going to have to give a little more than you take. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, because don't get me wrong, because the people I work for, they, they've always been very generous to the community. Not, not everybody's like that, but yeah, the priceless kind of lets the family know, like you don't have to pay for this. Because back in the day, they were getting over, like, you know, they would just have a casket and put a price in it. But people's like, what am I paying for? So the price list tells you everything that you have to pay for or you don't have to, you know, which is a good thing because, like, you know, people should know their rights. Yeah. Because if not, people would try to get over on you, you know. Yep. Yeah. Why? How much have you seen someone spend on a funeral or a casket or? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Some, so I mean, some people pay about nine thousand, eight thousand. You know, um, yeah. Some people may pay a little more than that. It just depends on what they want. But like to me, I always look at it as like, even though it's a business, like I think that you have to understand that like that's a different kind of business because like even though it's a business, it's like if a family comes in there and only pays nothing, you know, if they entrust their loved one to you. I feel like it's still your obligation to if you if you accept, you know, you because you got to look at it like this, like not everybody has that type of money. Not everybody has insurance. And then and then you do have people that have insurance, but not everybody wants to pay all that for a funeral. But I'm like, you know, that's their right. But I'm like, whether a person comes in and pays a hundred dollars or ten dollars or whatever, I feel like you still should treat them with dignity and respect. Because sometimes that's all they have. Right. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to put a life savings away for a funeral. Like that's not, yeah, that's not what we should be focused on in yeah. America. But amen. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, again, it's just, it, I mean, it's it's just the world we live in, man. I mean, they'll charge us with air if they could, you know. <laughs> Talking about the air we breathe. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's so crazy how things work, and and uh, as you were saying, it's like. Um, it's crazy how the pricing can be, and it's so good that you can like now have at least know what you're gonna pay for, what you're not. Um, now here's my dumb question: What is the coolest coffin that you ever put somebody in? Uh, I don't really like to say cool because to me none of them are cool. To be honest, uh, what's but the I, most? What's the swaggiest one? But I mean, you know, we we we, do, <laughs> we you know I've seen a lot of people like with with an all glass one, you know. Ooh, you know, and then it, and then it sits like on these like light stands and stuff. Like yeah. now, if I were to do an all glass one, I would definitely get a motorized hand or get something to push up my hand just to mess with people. Uh, it's just like or hang just in I mean, the middle of do, the service. I mean, they, but they but they also have one called like the Promethean Gold one that a lot of that a lot of people get. It's like a Ooh. gold one that's like a full couch. Yeah. If I I want to be buried or well I'm going to be putting my casket and if they do an open uh open casket 
my arm will be like this and my hand will be like this <laughs> straight at my side <laughs> for all the world to see <laughs> so that they can know that um i was always one to have a good time yeah. what but, but you know to me i feel like it's just about how that person wants to be remembered like yeah. i mean some yeah. people don't some people just want a memorial you know i mean there's nothing wrong with that either you know yeah this is true yep now, in all of, and there's some, I mean, you know, Jaime, you may ask very good questions, but our show isn't about asking good questions. So <laughs> I don't, you're just making us look more professional than we really are as we steal your questions. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it's always, it's always good to know because I mean, people should know things. And I mean, I, I think that's one of the biggest things, like, that's important. Like, it's being inquisitive is for people to tell you anything if you let them, you know. <laughs> this, this is a great one. Is there, is there a secret menu for mortician rates? Oh, what? <laughs> um, why? <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Uh, effectively, Olaf actually gives an actual answer. Going rate in New York, Trey, is 20K for service, bur bur burial, and casket combined. Goodbye. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, but yeah, but <laughs> Wade's I, like, I, I'm not playing. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I better fly to New York right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Trey, uh, do you want to look at more questions, or can I transfer? To we can move on. So you've been doing funeral service for uh, a while. How did you go? And you said it a little bit. You were like. Now, I don't want to spend my whole life just doing one thing. I want to be able to do another thing. And you said, even in high school, you were like, I'm going to do filmmaking. How did you finally get the um, the push to start now, making films? Now, this is funny, but when I went to mortuary school that I told you that was rough, we had, like, these exit exams. And, so, like, some of the students passed them, some didn't, some just gave up. So what I did, like, I, I was going out there taking it and taking it. So then I'm like, you know what? In case this doesn't work out, I think I better go back to school, you know? And so what I decided to do, I'm like, you know, I, I, my my family in Vegas is in the plumbing business. So I went down to Vegas to work with my uncle and I'm like, okay, as much as I love my family, this is not, no, this is not me, you know, like, I mean, you know, it's nice that they're gifted, but I wasn't blessed with that. So I'm like, if I'm gonna go back to school for something else, it's gonna be something that I wanna do. So like, I decided to go to film school and so, I went and enrolled in film school. And the funny thing about it is like, right when I got into film school, I passed the funeral directing side of the test. And so then, you know, I went to film school and by, and by the time I graduated, I had already made like 14 shorts. And then after I graduated film school, I went back and passed the embalming side. Oh. Oh, well, so there's like, how many, how many different parts of the test are there? It's two. Because some states you have to be, some states you can do one, but in Illinois and most states you have to be a, a funeral director and embalmer, which I get why they do that. But I mean, it was a blessing uh, that it happened that way for me because like, in the meantime, while I was trying to pass the test, I'm like, you know, we're burying people every day and we're sitting here like, life goes on whether I yep. get this or not. So I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. time waits for nobody. So I, I went to film school and then graduate. And then right after I graduated film school, pandemic hit and then my film school ended up closing down and now they just had the campus in california so like it was a blessing i went right then so i feel like everything 
kind of falls in place the way it's yeah. supposed to. That's amazing, man. Now, Jaime does make a good point here, Trey. He says, uh, look, it's not every day I get to ask a mortician uh, questions, uh, mortician questions. It might be the only time I see him, other than my brain is dead. Well, I mean, you know what, guys? I'm not a good reader, okay? I'm a rapper. Gosh. Um, but yeah, no, so that's why he asked so many questions. He did say he's gonna stop. No, so no, no, try. he don't have to stop. Look, you know, I, 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 I look, I love questions. I mean, because well, I, you can look at the comments and see if there's a question that you like. Well, Jaime uh, said, I'm going to confess at Trey's funeral that we were secret lovers because that's what he wanted, not me. Well, is, to, well to be honest, I've no. seen something like that happen too, and I'm like, <laughs> no. too well, actually. <laughs> You said it didn't end too well. No, it didn't end too well. Oh, Dude, man. that's messed up, man. You know, because you know, funerals are lively, man. I mean, especially like the ones we've been having lately. It's been a lot of more fighting going on. You know, it's, oh my gosh, yeah. I've never like been to the a worst possible time. I've never been to a funeral fight before. Oh, are, there, are there rings? Do y'all I've have been... like a sweet little like wrestling ring in the back? Like, well, all right, time to go to the ring. Let's go. <laughs> well, but, but I'm, but I mean, you got to think about it. When there's money involved and siblings yeah. and yeah, you know, people get married a five or six times, you know, I mean, you know, it. Sometimes it, you'll be surprised. Like you see a lot working there. I mean, one time we had two guys fighting over some chicken like, at the repast. It was crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure me and Trey have fought over chicken at some point in our life. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I can think of a couple times. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've well, fought over chicken, tacos before. Hopefully the chicken is good though. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible if you fought for it, but you take a bite and there's no crisp and it's not seasoned, and you're like, why? Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> yeah. It's Bill Miller's. Oh, that only works for me as a reference. That's <laughs> All right, awesome. I want to talk into the filming aspect, Jason. I had a really good transition, and then I ruined it by <laughs> bringing it back up again. Okay, we'll start your transition now. Three, two, one, go. Well, I think that's amazing because you were like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take these tests. Things aren't going to work out the way I expect, but you're like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make films now, and I still have to have a job so I can do things. So you're still yeah. doing the funeral stuff, and then you're doing films. And you said when you first started, you wanted you're doing narrative films. Uh, what was one of your first narrative films you did? So the first film that I that I did, they made me the producer. And it's called The Future Lasts Forever. And you know what, to be honest with you, I didn't know that much about producing, but like from them making me the producer, I fell in love with like, you mean tell me I can put together projects, I can fund it myself, or I can, you know, learn how to get money and things like that. I'm like, I actually love this because like I don't have to wait on anybody. I can make it happen myself. So like, so the that's the best thing that film school could have did for me. Like, put me in that role because I started doing it ever since. You know, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. And you know, we've actually had the opportunity to have a few actually accomplished filmmakers on the show. Um, one that that only Holly does is self fund indie movies, and he's right. like on his fourth one. Then then we had another guy who actually won a bunch of awards for his short films. And it's so crazy to think about. We also had somebody that, anyways, not gonna bring that one up. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I thought about that when I was having way in on the show. This is a weird combination of situations. Anyways, uh, but it, yeah, it's so cool um, that you know it's the same way with music, right? Like 
you go, I like this part of it. But then when you realize that, oh, there's another part of it that I enjoy yeah. too, that helps me, uh, you know, it, it's fun. I do love putting my name as exclusive producer on things where all I did was help with the mixing and mastering. I didn't yeah. really even do it. All I did was send them to somebody else, but it counts. And uh, that's amazing. So um, now with your films, um, I assume they're all like just uh, self-produced uh, yeah. short films. Yep. And, and yeah. And I mean, I, I did it that way on purpose because like, I remember one of the teachers, like when I was in film school, I was like, you know, I'll be a part-time filmmaker. Cause I mean, you know, I do have other hustles, you know what I'm saying? But he said, no way, if you're going to be in this business, you got to constantly like, you know, constantly stay active. And to me, I think that that was like one of the best pieces of advice he could give me because like, you should always stay active, you know? I think that, I think that's one of the things that people do in film. Like, you know, a lot of times people get discouraged because like, you know, first of all, especially like on the bigger scale of being a filmmaker, it's kind of hard to break out into the industry. But then if you're independent, you know, you can't afford like to sit around and twiddle your thumb. Like you got to stay active, you know, yeah. you got to stay active. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And I'm going to transition uh, back to this question because Olaf brings up a good point. It's a good one. He says, wait, you should get your ordained license so you can marry and bury uh, for two one two for one special. And then you you did mention earlier that most of the deaths are domestic violence. So like yeah, it works out. You can yeah, have the same client base. Yeah, that, well, I, you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Trey. <laughs> I am not condoning domestic violence for this. I hope not. But the I best, totally the best advice I can give somebody in this situation is just get away from it. You know, get, yeah, it, get away from it. Yeah. Not stay married if you're called somebody's causing you pain. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been in those situations where I was the one getting beat up, um, which is crazy because I'm a big guy, but she was bigger. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, so, get away from them type of you said what yeah i said get away from them type of it's, it's not worth it you know no yeah it's not. um wade what are some uh roadblocks or challenges that if you've come across uh trying to like just produce and film make so far oh well for the most part like i've you know, I've I've got friends that's doing bigger stuff. Like, they they wanted to kind of like you know tell me like, well, if you want to get on this project, do this and do that. But like, I feel like the roadblocks in that industry is like, a lot of it is like who you know, and then a lot of time they want you to work your way up. And see, my thing is like, if I'm gonna work my way up, why not just build my own thing? Because I'm gonna work just as hard trying to you know what I'm saying, like get there, you know. So. But I mean, I, I love that. I I actually love being on the independent scene because, like, I can kind of come and go as I please. And like I stated earlier, George Lucas sure. is one of my biggest inspirations, and like, I kind of like his path. Like, because, like, if you think about it, he, even though he's a successful filmmaker, like, he even said like he wasn't really trying to do like the Hollywood thing. He just like making movies, and like a lot a lot of people in the industry, it's like two things. <clears throat> you 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 got people that do it to make a living, and then you got people that's like, well, I'll do it whether I make a living or not. You know, yeah. 
I love that you brought up George Lucas because he, uh, I mean, he worked with claymation. He worked with like small sets, like the eight, yeah. the adats, or like, I mean, I don't know how big they were, but they weren't that big. And it, he made them look like they were monstrous, yeah. life sized. And uh, I mean, just the CG at the time was just so like, I mean, we didn't have that technology barely. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, no. it was very. Do you understand that most uh, most special effects movies, um, uh, like a good example is most Marvel movies, actually are um, most of those effects came from George Lucas's, um, uh, uh, his actual company, yeah. <laughs> Lucas Lights uh, and yeah. Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah, and so um, it's crazy. Like most, like a great example of this is that his company is the company that did the dinosaurs for jurassic park yeah um and so it's it's just funny how uh his innovation his his wanting something different to show then evolved all of movie making which is crazy and i like i like that you said that because like one of the things that i like about george lucas is that you can consider him a rebel in hollywood because yeah in hollywood style filmmaking they have a certain structure that they want you to follow Industrial light and sound is what it's called. Sorry. Yeah. But George Lucas, you know, he's like, I'm not going to make them type of movies. Like, because first of all, this is the thing. Being a filmmaker, and I know some people might get mad at me for saying it, but let's be real. It's all based on imagination. So, I mean, there's no certain way, like, you know, that, like me, me and you can have the same idea. Like, we talked about zombies, right? Sorry, Jason's falling asleep. We have well, I have to wake up. Well, up. but 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 my point is, I had like three hours of sleep last night. I apologize. But, but see, like in Jason movie, his zombies would be great. In my movie, they would be good. Because <laughs> they don't be saying? asleep, like, right? It's it's, it's <laughs> all it's all based on creativity, you know. So why box people in? You know what I'm saying? And and, and I feel like like you know there are reasons that they do structure storytelling that way, but it's like to me like. It's all based on creativity. So, like, you know, anybody can probably be successful if they if they do it the right way, you know, which is however it works out for them, you know. So you actually brought up a really cool point about creativity because you said, why work my way up when I could just work my way up doing it myself? So my question to you is, and this brought up a really good question for me, is – if you had the, right when when or when you get the 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 skills and the wisdom of just your constant years of movie making and ideas would you ever want to sell your idea to somebody else mm. not my best ones ah <laughs> so the answer is yes gladly gladly <laughs> sold now, now, now i will sell some ideas that i have in mind but it's kind of like i would be very intentional with what i give up and not give up and the reason I asked that is because George, when he more or less bowed out of Star Wars and allowed other people to step in, which is, from my understanding, what happened, he left them with some closing words, do not bring Palpatine back. And they did exactly that. So in my head, I'm like, he had no play on 7, 8, and 9, and if he did, he was a consultant. Yeah. And they didn't 
consult now, him much in my head. Now, what I would have did to Disney now, they, they might never, well, I'll put it like this, they might not like this, but what I would have did, I would have had it in writing. Like, if you do bring him back, I want an extra $100,000 because I told you not to do it. Now, you understand <laughs> that he sold it. That's like asking for an extra $2. He sold, he sold it for like billions of dollars. So he better say, I want an extra billion. Well, yeah, um, that too, yeah. Shot. Yeah. Well, you know, well, well you know, hundred thousand dollars per reference or per yeah. line. Yeah. yeah, but I, but I mean, because when when you sell something, you you can call the shots if you agree to. It, you know, yeah. I mean, like 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 I said, the politicians do it all the time. You know, <laughs> they they're a lot it's better at it than we are. Well, I'm so, so sorry for all the yawning. I it's, all, it's all good. The reason the reason I'm asking that way is because. You know, I have this idea, and eventually it's going to become on paper or a podcast or something, and it's it's a comic book, basically, and it's a um, this whole idea that I have, and I would never want to sell it because somebody would botch it, yeah. so, because I have my vision and I know what I want to do with it, and I know where I want it to go, how it's going to begin and how it's going to end, and so for George. Again, they sell their ideas all the time, but I would easily say Star Wars was one of his best ideas ever made. Period. Well, well, yeah. I, but but I, but also I think the thing about Hollywood where you have to be careful is like a lot of times there are people that um you know trying to break out into the industry. They go and show their scripts to people, and then these people turn around and have the money, turn around and steal their ideas and just remake it. And so, like I said, like to me, I think. I think one of the things was like, if I ever did anything like that, I would keep everything in writing. Like I'm all about keeping the paper trail. Oh know? yeah. Hey, yeah. this right here says you cannot do this. Yeah. Sued. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I, I'm excited for you. Um, because as I said, as somebody that had a dream and then got to live his dream, though it wasn't like, you know, it's not like I became a, a wildly popular thing, but I got to sell CDs. I got to have people know, and then I have this extremely popular podcast, of course. Um, and, um, you know, uh, but it's so awesome to go for your dreams. And it's so funny because you'll be shocked. You know, it's like, it's like a good example is I've been doing music for over 20 years. Um, and I had a really good spot at the beginning. And then it's hilarious. Just in the last, few years i got a resurgent and started doing it again and making money and doing things again it's like i didn't even know they would care about me rapping in my 40s but here i am and um uh, don't ever fight and stop living that dream uh keep moving forward and i'm excited to be a part of the beginning of what you're doing um just by us talking about it today um now my question i do have one quick question before we go does no, um I'm just kidding. does the funeral stuff inspire any of your films or actually, ideas actually yes oh wow uh, that's a perfect question jason yeah it, it it actually does because like you know to me life is a story within itself you know it's kind of like it's like life is like a movie like we have a beginning we have a middle and we got an end and so like you know i feel like one thing that the funeral <sighs> is like when you sit through somebody's funeral you listen about their, their birth what they did in life. It's like you're telling the story. So like, I look at it both as like storytelling and, you know, and, and then to piggyback on something that you said about following your dreams too, like when you work in a funeral home, like 
it lets you know, like, look, you know, we're not gonna have this life forever. So, like, you know, why not live? You know, why not live it to the fullest and follow your dream? And two, like, when you follow your dreams, you never know what may come out of it. Because just like how funeral service led me back into filmmaking, filmmaking kind of led me to going into professional wrestling a little bit. And when I started doing that, I started meeting. that. I started meeting people that I used to watch on TV. And I mean, like up close in person and stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm not a starstruck person, but it's like, I'm just saying that to say that if you follow one dream, it could always open up other doors that you didn't expect. You're the only person in the world that's said, you know, I love The Undertaker. You know, I love more Paul Bearer. So not only am I going to do his job, I'm then going to one day then become a wrestler just because Paul Bearer is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so. We didn't mention that you were also a wrestler, but I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that now, yeah. sadly. That's okay. Well, well, like I said, you I'm not come back. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was just training to be a manager, but like, you know, my my relationship with pro wrestling right now is like a light switch. It's, it's off and on, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you're following your dreams. Anything is possible. You know, you just gotta, yeah. well, you know, don't don't waste time. Yeah. And that's a good example of this: is that don't waste time. Make your movie now. Your movie doesn't have to. Some things are going to have plots that don't finish, and it's fine. Try something. You know, you try. You went, hey, I love wrestling. I'd love to try to do it. Let me try it. And it didn't click the way that you expected it to. But it, you move forward and you yeah. do more stuff. It's, uh, you know, you if you stop dreaming, then you stop doing stuff. That's and true. the best part about dreaming is that you're going to fail because if you failed, that means hey, you did something wrong, and now you can get better at it. Yeah, and move forward. It's like I was talking to some of my old CDs. Mad made bad decisions. New CDs, a lot easier process because I learned. And uh, it's important to try, fail, move forward. Um, now I do think it is that time, Trey. Uh, what time are you talking about, Jason? It's. Are you gonna press the button? Rap time! <laughs> oh, Trey, that was awesome. We did it together. We're so cool. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I do have questions later on uh, before we end the show, just for you, Wade, so we can close it out. But right now, we're gonna get into it. Um, Jason, go ahead. All right, so uh, wait, I'm gonna make up a song about everything we talked about. I'll try to make it funny as I can. At the end of that, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna then give you a chance to say some words your own, do your own rap. You only have to do two lines, moment you fall off, I'm gonna catch you and make it look like we're doing a rap song together gotcha. this will be your first official recorded live stream rap so that's exciting <laughs> uh, and we'll do that twice um and uh don't stretch yourself out if you're going oh do i have nothing to say All nothing right. and i got your back I is there it. anything that we talked about that you want to make sure that i put in the rap or is there anything um uh, extra that you'd like me to do that we didn't talk about well i would just say long as the rap is about don't waste time I got you, bro. Yeah. I got you. Um, all right. And uh Trey, you ready? All right, sweet. So I was just messing around with the soundboard a little bit here. Um, so do you have a stage name? Um, something somebody gave you as a nickname back in the day, something that we can work with. Oh, too. Uh my wrestling name was gonna be the million dollar mortician. The million dollar mortician. That is beautiful. Okay. And, and then, you know, and then it, um another guy, you no, know, he they call, they used to call me Rooster because 
we were on the bus trip to New York, man. Everybody else on the bus was sleeping. I was the first one up, so that's how I got the name Rooster. <laughs> I I love both those names. I'm gonna call you the Million Dollar Mortician. Oh no, how would you call him Rooster the Million Dollar Mortician? <laughs> okay, I, I, sweet. Do you like that? Does that sound good, Wade? It works. Dope, sick, nasty. You ready, Jason? All right. <laughs> what? What? Oh, was that? Was oh, the, was that here, on the purpose? sucky part? The sucky part is the transition piece. Is unless it's on my soundboard over here, I literally have to switch whole panels, and it cuts oh, off. Oh, that stinks, plane. man. <laughs> it's all good. We'll make it work. All right. Yo, yo, yo! It's DJ Sound Effects Rooster, the Million Dollar Mortician, and Scott the Shamus on the mic. Let's get it. Hey, don't waste time. Like Trey and all his ex-girlfriends. Uh, I don't know why. What am I doing, Trey? But they're all fictional more, in more his mind. Like and me. now I wonder why. Ooh, only if we can't break down. And we know Wade's in a straight feeling it now. Yo, you want to make your movie feeling it go. But now you're looking for your life because you're feeling the flow. And oh, no, he's doing a merry thing, too. He's going to marry you and marry you all together, dude. Two for one. Only if you got one for two. But I'm sorry about the other joke. That was a funny dude. And only if I I can't pretend now i gotta live again looking for my people like they wanted what i do went in he was doing things the million dollar mortician he was only bringing back things to give it in oh no because he was doing wrestling bro but he didn't do it as good as he thought oh but only if i could ever pretend that he could glow i got a little zombie i'm thinking oh no oh now Jaime's up in our quotes using our name that's messed up and now i gotta go insane oh it's trey i'm sorry i didn't realize that he was gonna make it down as he got a really Try. Oh no, he likes guys. At least that's what Jaime says. That Jaime's gonna be at his funeral and then that they lovers only if they can't go. Only if I look what I'm doing with my Kango. Let shows only if the pain grows. But the pain goes. Now you're thinking like a tango. Now I don't know what you're doing if you get it. Now I gotta run out of control. Spit it. Ooh, but Wade didn't give up, bro. He said, Ooh, I'm gonna make movies. I'm feeling the flow. He started with some narrative films and go. Then he started doing Dr documentaries my bro hey wait guess what you have so many things you could just watch people's funerals and think uh that make a dope documentary about that dude's life i have so many things at farm if i'm staying right but not staying tight looking for again but wait you got something cool you can rap about my friend yeah I don't waste time. I got my mind. And guess what? Like a night, I'm a shine. I'm doing fine. And guess what? I think I'm having trouble to keep up. But you know, I appreciate the flow. Because life, I'm always on the go. And that's all I got to say. Because I'm going to do a rap wave with Hey, now that's so dope, Wade, pray. Only if he got that rhyme skills like, hey, you sounding like old school with your little voice and you're tripping down only if you know your little choice. Huh? I can't get it like a macho man, bro. But I'm macho man flow when the macho man go. Yeah, you want me like exhibit out of a brick spin when I spit no pickle. Now I get it gone. I repeat rhyme wrong. You want to do it again, Wade? Are we okay, y'all? All right, Wade, here we go one more time. Hit me up with some more rhymes on those stand on my. I like the beat, they not cheap, and after this, I think I'm going to go to sleep, but it was fun, coming on today, and again, 
That's all I got to say. Hey, I'm going to brush my teeth, too. Looking for the question because my brother smelly dude. Only if I couldn't pretend the things I do. But Wade is so cool, man. I keep it true. We forgot to tell people to put words in the comments. Messed up with that, but that's okay. It's honest. Guess it's our rap. I guess we are done. I'm breaking for the rap because I'm feeling it, son. I love it. <laughs> Dope sick nasty. That was pretty good. <laughs> Great My job, dude. Uh, yeah. I freestyle oh. sometimes for fun. So. <laughs> you sounded great, man. You. Yeah. You're all in time. So that's all that mattered. <laughs> You're on rhythm. Yeah, that is amazing. Thank you again, Wade, for pre- being on the show. We had a fun time talking about all the things that you do. And the things that we do. And sorry, I have a little burpee burps. Burpee okay. burps. Um, and a great job, guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, I thank mean. you. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Uh. That was <laughs> I'm just glad that the fart noise generator is off. You're not doing this to me. Continue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop. I hate you so much. <laughs> you understand this happened to me live, and I'm so paranoid about it now. <laughs> Come on. You're a terrible person. <laughs> All right. Continue, please. Let's roll. Let's uh, roll. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out the show. Uh, make sure you can always go to flowsu.com. Check out more information. You can find us on Spotify or anywhere there are podcasts on Apple, whatever podcast, <laughs> and uh, Google Podcasts, all the podcast places. You can find all of our <laughs> stuff there. It's flows the number four, the letter U. If you're listening to this on those podcast things and think, <laughs> oh man, I would love to see these guys live. Come check us out Mondays at 5 p.m. CST, and you can come see us live on YouTube. As earlier, Jaime appreciated that, that we live stream to YouTube. But you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and check us out. It's usually under Flows, the number four, the letter U, and we'd love to have you in the comments, like Ola Slayer and Jaime and everybody else. There was nobody else. Um, and uh, we uh, really appreciated uh, uh, Jaime, Jaime. My name is Trey. Trey, is there anything I'm forgetting? <laughs> no, if you would like to be on the show, please feel free to hit us up. We're on Facebook. Um, that's probably the easiest way to reach out to us. Uh, Jason is the go-to guy, but feel free to reach out to either of us. I'm just Trey Stoneburner or DJ Sound Effects on Facebook. Um, but you can find us both on there and Jason, Jason Riley or Scout Duh uh, on, on Facebook. Um, we both have Instagrams as well. I barely checked mine. So anyway, we would love for you to be on the show. We talk about a little bit of everything and we keep it calm, cool, and collected. And we also, we also love to be goofy. So if you have something you need to say, this is probably your platform. If you want to rep your show, if you want to talk about farts, <laughs> we're here. So um, we would love Trey, to I'm going to find show. the fart professional <laughs> just for you. Let's, let's not, okay. but, but that is an option. I'm just saying for right now. So um, it has a book anyway. about farts. That'd be great. What about like, like a not a, oh, I was gonna say dietitian that we can bring Erin on come August because then she'll be a licensed dietitian. Ooh, she could take my girlfriend. By the way, Wade, <laughs> nice. I was I was gonna say di- your diet could affect how you do that. But anyway, um, that's all I gotta say, Jason. 
All right. Well, and if you're looking for a new website, go to nomadweb.design. That's always a good place to look for websites. And I uh, think you get boss visuals for hooking us up with our, our stuff. And um, before we continue, really quick, Wade, what is one thing you can say to somebody who is an upcoming, who wants to be a mortician or who is um, wanting to be a filmmaker? Uh, like the Nike commercial, they just do it. Okay. Just do it. There we go. Cool. Short and sweet. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. Nope. That's what we say to all the people that want to do podcasts or if you're listening to our show. Just do it. Just do it. Just make another pod. Just copy our podcast and do better than us. Oh, I'm saying that could be trays full of crap button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> um. Now we're going to close out the show. You get to be Trey's therapist. You get to ask him three questions. And then um, that's it. And then stay on the line after we close out the show so we can talk to you real quick. But we really appreciate you. And uh, welcome to the therapy session. All right. Where did, you, you, grow, where did oh. you grow up? You know, honestly, man, I grew up in the five boroughs. And I, I went around and I, there wasn't like a specific spot I stayed but I was just, I kind of was in the underground. So I when just he said, stayed in there. When he says five burrows, he means that he grew up around five donkeys. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he just, <laughs> all he had was five donkeys around him. This whole. No, burrows. Upbringing. Like, I lived nope. in burrows, like nope. in the ground. Not oh, inside. In New like, York. like rabbit burrows. <laughs> I was raised by, by uh, rabbit, rabbits. Rabbit, <laughs> rabbit buddies. All right. Yeah, that's great. You have any more? You want to. Ask silly questions. You got this. All right. Who is okay? I'll put it like this. No, I mean my questions are probably more serious, though. No, but try to make them silly. We try to add. Now you know that Trey grew up around rabbit burrows. That he was raised by rabbits, and that he also knows lots of donkeys. Okay, well I'll I'll put it like this. What was what was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? While growing up around rabbits. Well, here's the thing. So I stood out, obviously, because, you know, you're tall. I'm tall. Yeah, I'm tall. And so I was the biggest rabbit in the kind of, I don't know what we are in the family. Right. And so I wasn't a huge fan of carrots and vegetables and stuff. So, so you started eating rabbits? They, no. While they were, while they turned away, I went to go forage and look for other things to eat that weren't vegetables Ooh. i'll leave that up to your imagination so last question wade <laughs> all right that is, i don't know I, I don't think i can think of no more silly ones right now i got you give Just me go anything give me anything all right i don't think i can think of those no silly ones <laughs> well just ask me anything ask me anything ask, ask him anything we got you well, if you can change anything about your life, what would it be? Probably not be raised by bunnies. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, if you had to choose, what animal would you want to raise you? A dragon. A Easily. <laughs> a dragon? Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. That's nice. Specifically you... toothless. Oh, what, that'd be great. That'd what, be about good. A, what about a hyena? <laughs> a hyena? I'd have a pretty strong bite force. That's for sure. <laughs> Highness are like the second or third in the animal kingdom, like over a lion. It's insane. Wow. 
that's crazy. And you already, oh, anyways. Uh, thank anyways. you so much, guys, for coming check out the show. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Wade, for being an awesome guest and just being silly with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, wow. <laughs> I love saying his neighbor was Shrek. <laughs> what about Lord Farquaad? <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Uh, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never understood that in that movie. He's like a, a donkey and a dragon, but hey, I guess it, it works for them, right? <laughs> right. I mean, makes everyone sense. deserves love. Everybody deserves love. Yeah. Uh, well, on that love <laughs> note um thank you so much guys i'll see you next week um we have an awesome guest i wish i was ready um to tell you who they were i could stall for a second that's okay you don't have to they can they're awesome tune in yeah they're awesome oh actually we don't have a guest next week (laughs) we do have a guest next week i'm sorry i'm sorry i forgot trey i'm i'm losing it man (laughs) yeah our guest is the fire special a brain fart. <laughs> wow. All right, guys, we're going to end the show. Wade, thank you so much for coming on. You've been an amazing guest. I oh. did not realize that you were a wrestling <coughs> filmmaking mortician. Oh, thank good. you so much for coming on, dude. No, actually, our next week guest is John, and he is a human dog relationship singer. I'm, oh, nice. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yes. Well, he's not both of those things. He's a human dog relationship person and also was a singer. But still. Gotcha. Dope yeah. sick nasty. Close Anyways, for you. Thank- close for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Oh, he got it right. Let's go, folks. We love you guys. We're out of here. <sighs> oh, is one of us supposed to press the button? It's okay. I got it. Three, okay. two, one. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, those are you. <laughs>